we're on. Yeah, it's amazing. Technology these days, eh? Just one press of a button and you're live. It's crazy when you think about it because you're speaking into a microphone, goes down a wire, into a recorder, and then... And the voice box. Yeah, then you... holds voices. <laughs> then you put it into a computer, do all your, your editing, and send it through the air. And somehow it, it can be heard around the world. It can literally be listened to probably in space, so... Probably could be. Maybe, if you listen on the International Space Station, maybe hit us up or send maybe some stickers. The, maybe the fake fella who's sitting in that car, in the Tesla car, is listening. Yeah. Well, Bang we, out a bit of robots for eyes into could. space. That's what they should have put on. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have then. Kept it with David Bowie. It's a live on Mars. The re- no. Did you, um, did you watch the Reaper Challenge? Because you've been called out. Yeah. Well, yeah, you actually put it on your own head. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, 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 I'll gladly do it. I don't mind having a crack. It's a bit fun, isn't it? But you know, we're getting... Well, it's getting not, sent through the post, isn't it? Is that illegal? I don't think it is. I don't I think, think it, chili's a contraband. Um, I think it's okay. Dried chili. Mm. I think so, it's, it's all sorts of other weird shit plants, tropical plants, isn't it, which, are, which fuck people up. Can, plus, anyway, California um, Reaper things are everywhere. Carol- so, Cal- what are they called? Well, I think it's Carolina. Carolina. Something like that, yeah. Did you, um, this is, we're talking about uh, Bro Honey, uh, your wicked stupid bro podcast. Bro Honey. Alex did. Um, the Reaper Challenge here, a Carolina Reaper dipped in some Reaper paste and filmed it whilst doing it. And we've mentioned it before, doing a VR roller coaster, <laughs> and uh, he puked up. But you, Rob said he'd do it. So yeah, yeah. unfortunately, something's going to have to happen. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll probably be on my ass as well, but it'll be funny. I like the way halfway through he's going, how fucking long is this fucking coaster ride? It's just like, <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. want to fucking go home now. <laughs> just want to die. Yeah, just want to d- Yeah, that's it. <sighs> fucking hell. It was good, that was. Yeah. yeah, go check that out. That's on bro. That's funny. funny. It's funny to watch everyone. Yeah, it is. Um, Why is it always funny watching someone suffer? Like, like, not like, like, but like, obviously getting their head cut off. Like, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't laugh at an Al-Qaeda video. Some some people would. Yeah. We we're going to be talking about it in a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Boom. But, uh, well, it just comes to like chili or, or, you know, someone hitting someone with a bat for a laugh, you know, when they're drunk or whatever. Why is it so funny? Mental. I don't know, man. People just, just is, isn't it? Power. People are just, just brilliant. Shout outs. Got some shout You got anyone you need to do a shout? I mean, you're just going to say everybody like you always do. I'm going to say everybody like I always do. Is that it? Yeah. Is that everyone? That's no everyone. one else? Everyone no specific people? No, why is there supposed to be? Not even Angela Miranda. Milanda. No. Yeah. What Not up, girl? How's it going? Johnny Dawson and Sam Bradley, the assassins. Got to say hello to them. And uh, happy birthday to Tony. Which Tony. is our, yeah, our first Robots for Eyes birthday shout out. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Stop, everybody. <laughs> yeah. uh, stop. Rewind. Restart. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Kelly, your stickers are going to be on the way over to Australia in a few days. Uh, you're going to get the new designs. Um we they're probably going to come to you via Carousel Sniper Victim because obviously we're part of the uh, global sticker distribution treaty thingy that we signed <laughs> with them. Um, uh, likewise, if you listen to Carousel Sniper Victim podcast, good podcast, brilliant yeah, podcast, proper. get involved. If you if you listen to that it's, and you're in the northern hemisphere and you want some stickers, is Ferdinand one that you don't um, oh, oh yeah, Ferdinand's wicked one. Take me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the band. Yeah, the whole all all of it's about the band. It's not about the war. Oh, uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, that was a really good episode. That was. Yeah, um, it was proper. It was yeah. a good, good listen because I knew bits about it, but um, I didn't know the detail into it. Like the good thing about it, he tells you. Um, it tells you what as you need always to know. does before. He tells you how it's set up. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And how it come across. Um, when we get taught, it just get 
told that he got some geezer basically got murdered. Yeah, yeah, they they, they sort of and basically filter out the stuff you don't need to know. Or yeah. the, or the, you, they but give the, the stuff best, that you want. Aren't they? The best, yeah, the best thing you need to know is how it was all prepped and how it all came about. Little it's like details. the one fellow who um, he was on about who wanted to shoot him but couldn't because there was an officer behind him. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. part of the plan fucked up a bit. But yeah. like you know, still got him. But you'd never know about that. Still, or unless you look for it. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, yeah. you would not. Out. Would not know, would you? You would not know. Words to crack cushions. You gotta go. Get yourself a cushion. Yeah, fucking buy them. You filthy bastards. Yeah, you'll like them. <laughs> Check them out on Etsy. Anywhere uh, you can find them. Um, I'm sitting on one now. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting on my own face. We say that every week, don't we? I'm not sitting on my own face. No, yours is at home, isn't it? Some way, yeah. yeah hashtag, <laughs> hashtag rogue. Ain't. Uh, Callum, he's coming on next week. Yeah, man. Callum is uh, is my mate, and he's also my jiu-jitsu coach. Uh, we'll be mentioning more of him on the pod as time goes by to try and, I don't know, we could try and get some sponsorship. Any of you guys out there that want to chuck a couple of quid. Yeah, man. Um, I've got no idea what we're going to talk about next week when he comes on. Well, we could just freestyle it, to maybe come up with one or two random things that are recently propped up and then you should be spin off onto something weird like some monkey who's got a face transplant or something. You know monkey I mean? face transplants? We tend to go off on a weird rant somewhere, don't we? Yeah, and that goes on for a bit. We're quite good at that. Yeah, we're good, So we're going to have a couple of beers. In fact, if anybody wants to send some subjects in or something. Yeah, yeah that'd be quite good, actually. It'd be good, yeah. Send some stories or or something for us to look at. Yeah, Callum, he, um, he's um, a very... Very prolific jiu-jitsu competitor. He competes on the international circuits. He's around the world, mate. Tournaments around the world. Um, you know, if you're into jiu-jitsu, you'll pr- I'd bet on he- you're going to hear about him in the future. I'm going to mention this now because he's far too humble. I know he's probably going to be listening to this with cringing, but he won't big himself up. He's a five times IBJJF Open champion. That's the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. He's five time British champion, four time British silver medalist, and a UK Pro Trials silver medalist. So okay. he's totally legit, and he can kill you with one hand if yeah. he wants. Choke you out with his mind. It, well, he probably he doesn't even need his hands or his arms. He could just just do it with his legs. <laughs> yeah, you just do. Yeah, yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking if if because he's obviously gonna have a beer. If he got Larry. After having a couple of beers, we'd be in deep trouble. It'd be like a gorilla just on the on the rampage. There's nothing we could do. We just have to leave the room. Maybe we should just strap him down then. You can't strap to. him. That try. <laughs> in fact, I'll film it. Should you bolt try him to and bolt him to the ground. You try and uh, restrain him when no, he's here. Right. We'll film it. It's, it's not, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, yeah. So he's going to come on, send us some I don't know, topics or some shit. We'll talk some madness as we usually do. Mug update because I put a. Um, we're doing a bit of a long intro because we've got some. What they call it? Housekeeping? Fucking stuff that we need to let you know. Mugs. I put a thing on about mugs. <laughs> housekeeping. We need to do a bit of cleaning. Come around and do a bit of cleaning if you want. Um, Some washing. If you uh, if you want a mug, let us know. We're going to p- put an order in. You're, you're listening to two mugs right now. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Well, they know that. Yeah. And they're mugs for listening to yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. So it all works. If you want a mug, I think we've got five or six people wanting them. What? will do is we'll probably just wait till next Wednesday and then I'll contact everybody. In fact, contact me as well in case I forget. Um, um, we'll figure out some sort of way of doing it. We're going to have to sell them because I'm not made of gold. Uh, so what we'll probably do is as many people as we can want a mug. We'll put a bulk order in. So it works I'll screen cheaper. grab the pro- the price and I'll send it to everybody who wants one and we'll sell it to you for cost. We're not even selling it to you. We're just the middleman. Um, and then, well, whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a long way around it. We haven't got anything set up like a shop because at the moment, I don't know, man, is, it, is there any point? I mean, 
We're getting that way. Oh, hello, cat. Cat's just jumped on the table. Oh, fucking treading on everything. Rubbing its ass in my face. Of course, man. Bean those. Yeah. Good old ring piece there. <laughs> uh, our contact details. We're at uh, Robots Rise podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can get us on uh, robotsrise at gmail.com. If you want some stickers, they're available for free, yo. Yo. Uh, and we're going to, we can just send them out to you. Because yeah. we're kind guys, we're nice guys, we'll do that. We like to try. So, shall we get on with an episode? I think so, Tom Us. I'm batting up the hatches because this one's going to get moody. Yeah. Check this shit. From Iraq, should I play something, uh, some Arabian Saddam, music? some Saddam loving song. Thing is that everybody's already heard what we played. They're like, "Why are you talking about what we've just heard?" Yeah. Anyway, Doesn't so matter. Uday Hussein, I'm gonna probably call him Uday or and Uday at this, throughout this entire podcast. It, it, I don't, there's not, I couldn't find any sort of you know strict pronunciation. It's a good job then that he isn't alive to listen because otherwise he probably would come and like I don't it, know. It just got me like a fish, mate. Yeah. Uh, so get ready. Yeah, this is going to be about an hour and a half of. Pure evil madness. I tried to find some information on him that wasn't just like horror, blood, guts, and just but just general day life of him and all that. It seems that's all he was. This is pretty much everything there is to this to this fella. So, um, are you ready to see what happens? When <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. rich psychopaths get to do whatever the fuck they want without yeah. anyone stopping rich them. Rich psychopaths who run a country, basically. Yeah, yeah. So this is actually like it's a genuine. It's a warning of what can happen if we don't. If like you know the international community don't stop these people from getting into power and doing what they do because next level shit happens, man. Real, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. One of the worst things that I have researched is this. Really? Yeah. Because that bad? Yeah, because, I mean, look, you look at like people like serial killers like Bundy or whatever, man. They did it under the radar. Nobody knew about them until they found out. And then they got, then they stopped them. Yeah, yeah. This geezer and basically everybody, they knew, they knew this was happening. Yeah. But no one did anything. Those who tried to stop him just... Ended up getting stopped themselves. Just fuck, yeah. Like the people of Iraq through, went through some really horrific stuff in the process of getting rid of them. Like, he, he, him, Saddam and his mob, they had like a proper stranglehold on the country. Do you reckon them, um, if obviously Saddam um, was an evil bastard and they wanted to get rid of him, even though technically, by the sound of it now, it was an illegal war because there wasn't actually what was said yeah. for him to go in. Do you think it was just a case they just didn't like him and his family? I don't know what the and real to get rid just <clears throat> well, to get rid of them. I'm sure that that was, uh, you know, convenient. But I, I don't know what the what the, what the reasons for going into Iraq were. I have no idea. When we've spoke about it before, but I'm gonna. Cl- I don't know. Apparently, it's weapons of mass destruction, but there weren't any. There weren't any. So there must have been some other reason. Well, yeah. Well, I think there's something that they burnt off as uh, the Americans come in. Might have been uh, what they were really after. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But um, 
yeah, it could have been that they were just assholes. And if they it just was, wanted, wanted the oil, didn't well, they? Probably. It, I don't know, but if if they wanted to just get rid of Saddam and get rid of of his family, you could have. I mean, I, look, I'm not a military, you know, guy. I don't know how to fucking plan these things, but surely, like a small group of mad SAS assassins go in and just take people out. They could pay people on the ground. There's ways of doing things. Yeah. So I don't think it was because of that. There must have been a bigger, a bigger reason. Probably the oil. Weapons of mass destruction. Probably yeah, the oil. Might have Adam, even though probably the oil. <laughs> we just say the oil. I reckon it's the oil. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be a, a horrible show. Something to do with oil. It's um. Well, yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, you've been warned, people. I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not nice. So this guy Uday Hussein or Uday. Whatever, let's call him Kunti Uday. Um, I'm sure you're all aware. Saddam Hussein's son. He was beyond psychopathic. I mean, he rewrote the book of crazy. Yeah. It's to be honest, it's hard to get your head around this guy's mentality. Okay. It doesn't make any sense. The people of of Iraq had basically like an all powerful, almost totally untouchable monster who was just raping, torturing, and murdering anyone at will, and he was protected, yeah, like like a protected like, Tim yeah. Bundy. Um, I suppose that if if anyone tried to stop him, they would have been next, basically. Yeah. Um, even the guards, they yeah. would have just been. They wouldn't have been struck off. They would have been struck off life, literally, just like fucked to death or struck off the globe. Yeah, he was. It, well, it seems to me like he was a serial killer that was just above the law. Yeah, just do what he wanted, like an Iraqi Jimmy Savile, but worse. <laughs> Iraqi Jimmy Savile, but yeah. worse. One of the kids blatantly out in the it's like doing top of the pops, but actually fucking them at the same <laughs> while on li- live telly. Top of the pops, and it's yeah. popping people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Headshots. Fuck <laughs> it, yeah. The thing is, he knew he was relatively untouchable, which compounded the problem. It made him do increasingly insane shit because there was no consequences. You say, is he just pushing it? Do you think? Yeah, Knowing, you <laughs> hoping that one day someone will go. I think you've gone a bit too far there, mate. Well, he did. He just he went so far. He even took he took it to the edge and went over the edge, even though he'd gone over it. Yeah, he knew where the lines were, but there was no, there was nothing that could be done really. Um, like the people who knew him or had to deal with him described him as an arrogant, loud, flamboyant, psychopathic, sex obsessed egomaniac. He resorted to extreme violence and torture to get what he wanted, no matter how small, and would fly off the rails just like that. For no reason at all. Oh, so in one minute he could be sitting down like we're doing now, and the next minute he's got someone at the throat and whatnot. Yeah, and just killing them. He, he, he was completely unpredictable, which uh-huh. made him in- incredibly scary to be around. Yeah, yeah. You just don't know. He could be looking at you and smiling and then just go, kill that man there. And you were like, what, you just smiling at me? Well, I don't care. Cut his throat. It, you know, he's good, mate. <laughs> Fuck it. I like that. Some of the tales we've got in here are shocking. Right. Like, it's, it sounds like, obviously we do the research on the internet and you can't believe everything that you read and some of this sounds so extreme you're like this has got to be made up this someone's got to be making this up yeah but i don't think they are because it's just account after account after account and it keeps going yeah 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 he was um because of his position of, of wealth and being in you know the, the all-conquering powerful family he was essentially like a playboy just a, a, a mad crazy playboy he yeah. relished violence took shitloads of drugs drank he was a womanizer a rapist and a pathological killer nobody was safe not even his family mate he shot his uncle he shot his uncle just blast him Killed in the leg him. no just oh. shot him in the leg just all off well yeah he's just a crazy motherfucker he was intimidating and ruthless with anyone that crossed him or, or pissed him off he just I mean to be in the same room with him would be completely terrifying yeah I mean he shot a guy dead for touching a fish that he caught whilst dynamite fishing 
<laughs> Team America would have had a field day, mate. So, oh, so he was like, showing them off, and he went, and the went up oh, and touched it, and he well, went. Well, it was dynamite. He was chucking dynamite in. Fuck fishing rods. That t- yeah, takes yeah, too yeah, much time. Yeah, yeah clearly, you what? can get fifty fish in one go with dynamite. Yeah, let's just blow <laughs> the lake blow up, the lake up yeah, kill everything. Ridiculous. And apparently, what happened was, it, like, it was just chucking dynamite in and blowing everything to pieces, or grenades, whatever it was. Fish are just <laughs> rising to the surface after massive like shock waves are just destroying yeah, yeah. them. Uh, they're obviously floating about. Gee's on the other side of the lake. Was was in the water. He's like grabbing a fish. Going, Fucking hell! He's What's like, going he, on? He didn't yeah. know it was Uday saying, "Touch yeah. the fish." And they were like, "Don't touch the fish. Stop swimming towards it." And he was like, "What? I can't hear you." Touched it. And he was like, "Just bang! Just shot him because he touched the fish." You know what I mean? What the fuck? He's crazy, mate. Um, he uh, he was born in Tikrit, Iraq. On the 18th of June, 1964, to his old man, Saddam Hussein, obviously, and uh, his wife, who was also his cousin, called Sajida Hussein. Oh, right, okay. And kept it in the family, His mate. wife is his cousin, so it's a bit of incest going on. Well, they did that to keep stuff in the... To keep the, uh, the blood, power within the family, yeah, yeah. The bloodline in the family. To Crete is fuck? northwest of Baghdad. His full name was uh, Uday or Uday Hussein. Uday, Saddam Hussein Al-Takrit. And obviously Saddam is his dad's name. And Takrit is the place where he was born. It's also a reference to the tribe that he and the Husseins, uh, like their family, were fierce members of. It's like a badge of honour. Uh, the Hussein family were a massive clan. Do not fuck with them. Or any of anybody that knows them or is, is tight with them because they will kill you. Saddam Hussein was responsible for the murder of approximately quarter of a million people, whether that would be, was from like political purges or straight up genocide. And tests, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah. wasn't there something about um, a fair few years back about a village or something that he gassed? Yeah. And they tried to base a bit of the takeover on that, didn't they, as well? But um, apparently the whole, everyone was dead or something and fucked. And you didn't care. Yeah, and he just done it just yeah. to test something out. No one would stop him. I mean, he killed hundreds of thousands of people, mate. Um, did you? I've seen this clip. This is how ruthless he was. He called like a like a parliamentary meeting mm. um, back in I think it's in in the seventies. And so you, you can see it on YouTube. I, I watched it about an hour ago. And like you got all the he's there on stage. Saddam is it with a cigar. Really cool, calm and collective. And the the audience is filled with like governors and politicians and people. And they don't know why they're there. They've just been called there. Saddam's sitting there and he's having a cigar, smoking. He says, right, I've uncovered a conspiracy against me. There's people in this room who are conspiring to either get rid of me or kill me. That's not a good idea. No. He said, this geezer here, who was on the stage with him, he's the main man behind it. But I've given him a pardon. I'm not going to hurt this man. What he's going to do, he's going to stand at that podium and announce to everybody in here all the names of the people that are involved in it. So he's the bloke standing there. He, you can see yeah, he's shit, yeah. shitting himself and he's got no choice but to... Sa- all, yeah. He has to say the names. Did he end up dying anyway? Is it one of them? I didn't look into yeah. how far into that, yeah. but but he had to stand there in front of the... Basically like the Houses of Parliament and go, it was you, it was you, and he'd like say like a few names and the bodyguards would come over and go, get up, walk out. And he just did it to everybody in the conspiracy. Uh, they took them all out and just fucking killed them. And then Saddam is like, okay, so are you on my side or are you against me? Yeah. That's how they ruled, mate. Fuck. Brutal. Could you imagine that? Like, like, like Theresa May in the House of Parliament just goes like, kill everybody. <laughs> what? This is crazy. It doesn't seem, doesn't seem like it's a leader thing. It sounds like something in a movie, doesn't it? You know what I mean? It's, it's mental. Yeah, it's like, um, it's just all power. Mm. Do not accept anybody. Do not tolerate anybody that is got, has got anything against you. Because you'll lose power. 
And if you lose power, you're probably going to die. Mm. So fuck them, kill everybody. The Husains were part of the, I mean, you have to forgive me with my pronunciation, the Albu Nasir tribe, which translates to Iraqi tribe. Now, they are a, a Sunni Arab tribe and consist of about 30,000 members. Most of them are from Tikrit, which is the Hussein's spiritual home. Okay. There's a lot of tribes in Iraq, which led to a few issues after the Second Gulf War. Uh, regarding the new power structure uh, of the country because so many people disagreed so strongly they wouldn't even be in the same room as each other. Yeah. I mean, let alone agree. So when they were trying to distribute the power and get somebody they in... Yeah, they wouldn't do it because they wouldn't... Don't give it to win. What about us? Yeah. And that's why there was all this crap going. That's the power vacuum, you know what I mean? Once Saddam was gone, it was just... Everyone was trying to get it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All different variations of Islam within the country wanted their... Um, their shot of power. The problem was, and the problem is, is this is ha- it still happens now. It, it, this is how Iraq has done business for thousands of years, mm. by all accounts. I was reading some like over seven thousand years. It's been sort of constant infighting regarding power. It's, man, you know, you can't stop that overnight. It's crazy. Um, but Sunni and Shiite Muslims believe in um, different versions of Islam, but uh, they vary ever so slightly. I thought it, was, it might be worth having a look at what you know. What the differences are, or some of the differences, yeah, which just causes the conflict. Does it well. warrant what yeah. what you know we're about to go through? Well, Shiites believe that the uh, Prophet Muhammad should have been succeeded by his son-in-law, who's he was called uh, Imam who didn't Ali. Exist. Yeah, he didn't. Well, maybe <laughs> Imam Ali. Right. Uh, leaders of the Muslim world should pass through the Prophet's descendants. Okay, so like through his yeah, children. children yeah. Now Sunnis don't believe that the leadership of the Muslim world should necessarily pass through an hereditary line. Uh, they also pray differently. Sunnis cross their arms when they pray, and uh, Shiites keep their arms by their side. Okay. Sunnis observe five daily prayer sessions. Shiites condense it into three. Yeah, lazy. Why don't we just start killing each other for them differences? Yeah, why don't, you know, well, I can see why they do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just I mean, it's, I'm sure there's honest, more to it. I'd be absolutely outraged. There's <laughs> so much more to it than it's that. Mental, obviously, yeah, yeah. But obviously, yeah. It, it's but d- if it started off from things like that, then, and it's escalated into loads of other little things, it's why, why are you all doing it, people? Yeah. What's just wrong with you all? Come around, have a beer, sit down, and let's figure out how we can you get d- on If with you want to do that, fine. As long as you're not murdering someone, you know what I mean? And we'll do what we want to do. Yeah. There we go. Simple. Nope. Boom. Off goes the bombs. <laughs> President Booth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to me. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Barely know about this. <laughs> so uh, when Uday was born, Saddam Hussein, his, his old man, was actually in prison. Now, he was on the run at the time. This is back in, I think it was about 1963 or 64. He was on the run after being involved in a, a military coup. That uh, the political party he was a member of, the you Ba'ath Party. Was, yeah, yeah, he he was in prison because they basically tried to. Well, they did. They forced out the then prime minister of Iraq. This is in '63, actually. Um, uh, they fought back, turned the tables, stopped the revolution, and chucked the Ba'ath Party leaders in prison. And one of them was Saddam. You fucked up, boys. Should have just killed him. Yeah. You had no idea what was coming, but you should have just shot him there and then. Um, I reckon we should probably do more episodes on these guys, though, because this all stemmed from that episode that we did on um, on bank robberies there yeah, yeah. when they nicked a billion quid. I thought, and then I, some of, some of the crazy, so how they could just walk in and do that. I was like, what's going on there? Yeah. And when you read about it, oh my god! So yeah, we will probably do some more more episodes on possibly his other brother and some other family members, and maybe the big the big Mac Daddy Saddam himself. Yeah. But even as a little baby, he was off to a shit start. But obviously his dad was Saddam. Yeah, yeah. That's not a. It's a not a good. Yeah, that's not a good start. 
he uh, he met his dad in prison for the first it's time. Like, like you say, it's like it's like your dad being Savile. You're like, <laughs> I'm about to get raped as soon as I'm out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, is, I mean, even if even if he doesn't actually hurt me, his view of the world is not a healthy view. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna learn it from him. This isn't gonna end well. But yeah, he met his dad in prison as a newborn baby because obviously he was in at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bath party members on the outside would smuggle secret messages to Saddam in in Uday's nappy or diaper wherever. He, where yeah, they're yeah. from. So they basically used the kid. They yeah. used the toddler as an aide to get messages. Um, as a toddler, Uday and his brother Kusei used to play with guns and hand grenades. That's what aides <laughs> say. But I don't know if that's true, man. No. I don't know about hand grenades. I can't imagine a two-year-old. I know they are who they are, but giving them a g- they'd pull the pin, you'd be like, oh, shit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Even All if... All guns. They might have played with them, but they might have given it... a. And with nothing at yeah, all in no, it. Yeah, the, yeah, just a gun. Don't like give a, a toddler. Might as well like a toy gun in a way. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get shot, man, yeah. if you give a, kid <laughs> a, a two-year-old a gun with a fucking bullets. That's not going to end well. No, no way. You can't even give them spaghetti hoops. Yeah. That always ends badly. Yeah, exactly. Fucking It's going to be fucking everywhere. His life was privileged from the get-go, as, I mean, as you could imagine. He could do whatever he want, literally. Anything he liked, he could, he could just get, he could do anything. His upbringing was totally fucked up. Like, proper, next level wrong, as you could imagine. He was spoiled all the time. He had zero discipline. He's, I mean, his dad was there. Saddam was around, but he was probably too busy killing people and taking over the country to really care too much yeah, about yeah. his sons. He went to school in Baghdad, which, by the way, was run by his mum, Sajida, until Saddam became president uh, after the coup and he killed everybody, and then she just retired. So that school was like very favourable to him because it was run by his wife. Yeah. That's the reason why Uday went there. Okay. At school, his friends, and I'll put right, that in inverted yeah. commas, I'll say that loosely, he, he didn't really have any any real yeah, friends. I don't, yeah, I don't think many people would have wanted to be friends with him by the sound of it. They, they all said You just have to pretend you like him, otherwise you die. Yeah, yeah. Don't, but don't pretend too hard. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise you're going to be around him all the time and you'll probably still die. Yeah, you'll just so, kill him anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just so you've got to get the pretending right. Enough for him to go, do you know what, you can go. But not enough for you to come with me and follow me and let's do this. Otherwise, you might get shot. I'd just be so scared to even look at him. What, if I don't look at him, is he going to see that as an insult and kill me? If I look at him, is he going to see that as an insult and kill me? If I don't speak to him, what if I speak to him? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's terrifying. Well, he, um, he had no real friends, as we said. Never did any work, but he would always be top of the class. Shocker. Uh, yeah, strange. That. A bit like old uh, Kim Jong-un, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> King John with his, uh, what is it, 11 holes in ones or something like that. <laughs> yeah, on his first, his first to go. Could swim 100 metres in four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but all this is reinforcing the I don't give a fuck attitude that he had. And, and it's also a demonstration of the fear that Hussein's and the Ba'ath Party had over the general population of Iraq. Pete's was so scared shitless of that little boy and what he could have done to them. And quite rightly so. He took no orders. He was completely unruly. He would demand extra time in tests. And teachers are like... Sure, little dude, take as much time as you need, you little fucking yeah, shit. Yeah. But yeah. they couldn't do anything, mate. He always had bodyguards with him, even at like primary school. Okay. He was never alone. Not one or two, though. I mean, you would expect one or two guys to be like discreetly standing at the back of the class. Yeah, the four-year-old's not going to do much damage. He had, he had 12 massive, like scary security guys who could fight. They were like ex-army dudes, top security personnel. They did exactly as they were told. They didn't question anything, even from him. If okay. he said do it, they would do it. That's why they were chosen. And it kind of like shows how much paranoia the family must have had that they would send their little kid 
to school with 12 dudes. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it, there's so many people that fucking hate them, that want them dead, that their tiny little lad needs this amount of security to protect him. Mm. But he turned it, though. He, he sort of used the guards against people. He, like, he'd seen how his dad would order, order these like, security guys around, and, take, and he took full advantage of them by bullying students. He beat the shit out of classmates, knowing that they wouldn't fight back. Like for be- for fear of being murdered. Yeah, yeah. So like the first time he's got in a fight, he's he's caned someone and like he's gone. Well, I was in the wrong then. Nobody's doing anything. Yeah, I I can do it again. Yeah, yeah. If you wanted to beat up a bigger kid, for instance, like the bodyguards would hold the kid down, he would p- pin the kid down while he beat the shit out of them. Fuck it. He'd hospitalise <laughs> children in front of other students and teachers, and nobody would do anything. It's just terrifying. <laughs> Mad. He'd, he also set bodyguards on other children. He'd be like, beat him up. I've had enough of him. Take him out, and they would. He was. A, he's. A, I mean, he's a psycho, mate. <laughs> that is just crazy. So he's doing this as a little kid. So he's. He's, he's, he's like, already. He's already worked out a way of of getting what he wants, more of what he wants as yeah. well. And I suppose Saddam Hussein would without have, being touched. Yeah, he would have thought this is great because this is how we need to rule. Yeah, we need people to fear us. It's terrifying. It's working, yeah. As early as ten years old, he was u- ten. He was using violence and manipulation to get what he wanted. I mean, it's hardly surprising when you consider that as, as a boy, age five, Saddam would take him and the family to picnics at the public square to watch the hangings of dozens of so-called spies who were like probably just p- people who may have been around him when he said hi to someone. Well, <laughs> yeah. he, it's like he's purging different beliefs and uh, resistance yeah. in full view of everybody. It, it it's just fear. Don't talk against them because this will happen to you. By the age of ten, he was visiting Baghdad's torture chambers, witnessing firsthand at close quarters the buttering of humans. What? He heard the screams. I mean, he could. He was so close to this shit, he could smell it. As a ten-year-old, what just the hell? With the letting him just go in and have a look and. Oh, just don't take him yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. And shut the torture chamber yeah. down. How's that? No, 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 just take him there. Show him. Fuck it, it's a school trip out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they use them like. Yeah, yeah. Literally, <laughs> it's like an education. Just let's have a trip to the uh, dungeons. You know, <laughs> you can maybe have to torture someone if you like. Well, we all go to the Tower of London, don't we? People go down there, but yeah, it's not actual not people. Actual people getting tortured, and you know, now anyway. He'd yeah, seen so. he'd seen more shit as a young boy than most combat soldiers ever see. I mean, it became the norm with him. Uh, this was done by design, as you could imagine. Saddam wanted to instill in him that you must rule using these like vicious tactics. An iron fist, if you will. Yeah. Uh, You've got to frighten anybody who's considering stand up, standing up to you, and you got to do it in the most horrific ways conceivable. Saddam openly said that he toughened his boys up on the wreck by taking them to watch the torture of enemies of the nation and liquidation of traitors. Oh, Liquidation of traitors. That's scary. That just sounds isn't it? weird. The liquidation of traitors. What the hell? Do, I mean, I know yeah. what he means, but what does he actually like mean? Kill him, but like, what does it mean? Yeah. Well, he's what? just getting rid of them, but. But like, what does he mean? Does he literally mean liquidizing them? Probably. <laughs> probably had a massive blender. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a huge KitchenAid blender Fucking somewhere. Hell. Just drop people in. Yeah. There we go. But they didn't hide what they wanted to do to people. They. they they just did put it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He never wore school uniforms when he was at school. He had zero academic talent, broke all the rules, had a short attention span. Mate, he wore bullets around his neck and took guns to school. He got driven <laughs> in oh, dear, He got driven to school in limos and Porsches when he was ten. What the fuck? That's not good for you, man. You know what I mean? He flaunted his wealth. Problem uh, is they're comp- completely different, aren't they, to 
you know, if Theresa May had a daughter or son <laughs> and did that, everyone would go, you fuck off. And they'd have to, uh, they'd have to turn it down, wouldn't they? But it's, yeah, it's, it's like, it's a different place, so, isn't it? It's like, that's different traditions, normal. different, different, yeah. uh, Different tactics, different cultures, Dif- different bloody. Well, like the people of Iraq didn't want this. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah, exactly. They well, just they want to be able yeah. to go to work and feed their family, like normal people. But yeah. they've got this. We're crazy a democracy. They're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it, what they want, man. Yeah. But they just got, they just got fucked over by these crazy people, and there's nothing they could do. But like in hindsight, he was slowly learning that nobody would dare stop him. All he would have took is like a bodyguard to say, "Look, I'm not pinning that kid down." Bitch slap him. Yeah, and just fucking yeah. pug monk him around yeah. the face. And then him to be okay, as in like the guard not dying. But that <laughs> yeah, wouldn't happen. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. You'd be put in a blender if, yeah, you, yeah. if you did that. Um, as a treat, he used to visit Baghdad's torture chambers with his dad. As a week- treat? Yeah, at weekends he'd take him there. As a treat? Yeah. You know, most kids have treats like a, you know, fucking refresher bar or something. You'd go to McDonald's. Or fucking McDonald's, yeah. Safari Park. To the torture tra- chambers. Yeah, sit down, little Uday. You know, watch someone get liquidised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, some of the stuff, well, I mean, I won't go into what happened in these torture chambers just yet because we'll, we're covering a bit more, but bearing in mind when we get to the torture chamber stuff, you got to remember that he's been seeing this since a child and it does explain why he doesn't seem to have any... Empathy at yeah, yeah. all. It, it, that's normal to him because he, he used to see the torture chamber, so it's probably actually nothing to him no, at all. It's not. He doesn't see it as anything. In fact, it's not that brutal at all to him. He'd be like, what, What's your problem? This ain't that bad. <laughs> yeah, he's like, not tough enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Just a flesh wound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your fucking head's come off, but yeah. you know. It's all right. But it wasn't just um, Uday who was, he was off the rails. Most, he's got a lot of brothers and sisters. I, I didn't bother finding out the name of this particular person. I think that they're probably still alive, so I don't want to get shot. But at primary school, it's one of his sisters, so she's probably 10 at the time at primary school, was overheard talking about the head teacher after having an argument. This little 10-year-old girl said, if she doesn't do what I want her to do, I'm going to rip her vagina out. Mm -hmm. A 10-year-old girl? (laughs) Where do you learn them words? I don't know. Fucking hell. How do you know to order them in that fashion at that age, with such venom? Rip her vagina out. Yeah, man. Shocking, How would you it? do that anyway? Uh, Uday, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not alive, so he can't show me. No, thank- thankfully he's not yeah. alive. Oh, well. Fucking hell. I bet the teachers knew that country was in for a rough ride. Yeah. But Especially if you've got a ripped out fan, eh? It's not going to be that good, the what? ride, is it? <laughs> what could they do, though, without getting rid of them? There's nothing they could do. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <sighs> but I'm not sorry, actually. Well, Fuck one all. teacher did actually stand up to him in school because um, he brought a girlfriend into class. It was like an all-boys yeah, yeah. boys school and he was like mate come on man this is an old boys school don't bring uh, don't bring your girlfriend in just you know you'll see her when you get out never saw that teacher again <laughs> get rid Dead. of him in the torture chamber probably well no doubt yeah. if, if I mean you'd be lucky if you just got shot that would be that would be the perfect exit in that scenario yeah yeah you just kill him Otherwise, you're going in a blender or something. Like or kill that. yourself. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's like crazy, man. Because like psychos, I was thinking, why do psychos always rise up? Because like, well, a lot of world leaders display like psychopathic tendencies. What is that? Why? Do, what? What? What is it about that position that appeals to the psycho? Is it because non-psychos are not aggressive and they think we'll just talk about the pros and cons of of whatever we're talking about and we're going to come to it? And but psychos are already like planning. Your assassination. Maybe. They crush everybody. Maybe they know that whatever they do is going to be more damage to what uh, you would do to them. Mm -hmm. And they know they've got power over you because of that. So, and they love it. Yeah, they do love it. 
Um, we're going to move on now to when he went to university at the University of Baghdad. I'd like to say that his time at university was the same as it was at... You'd like to say? I'd like to say it was the same because it's not, it's not going to get not any better. better. No. <laughs> okay. He just, it gets worse as okay. we go through this. He just progressively gets horrendous. He became increasingly er- and erratic and very dangerous and he probably started killing around the time that he was in university. He may well have done it before. I think he probably did okay. after hearing all these stories, but this is where we kind of get the confirmation. The first taste of murder. He uh, he unsurprisingly gra- graduated number one in his class of 76 weird, students. Yeah, he was a genius, mate. Well, I suppose he was probably head boy if there was such a thing as that. He got a, he got a degree, a, a doctorate in engineering. Oh, right, okay. So it's not like, you know, yeah, not, he's, he's not doing leisure and tourism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if he was head of leisure and tourism <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Iraq? Come to Baghdad, watch, come to the torture chambers. Watch, uh, watch, uh, watch me hack someone's eyes out and feed it to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's apparently... It's that that's hilarious that he got to number one because his teachers and lecturers said that he could barely pass the entrance exams required to get into university. Wow. So he, he learnt quick then. It was an, let's call it an honor, honorary degree. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, lecturers did come forward um, and say after Uday was killed uh, that he was shit, but they waited until he was dispatched because people Otherwise, that, yeah, it, they would then be in someone's toast or something. Yeah, just disappear yeah. off and no one would ever see him again. He mostly spent his time at university driving around the campus with his bodyguards looking for women to pick up and rape. Now, he did this weekly. He wasn't... I mean, is he really there learning? You reckon he's there with his books? He's learning how to rape by the sound of it. You know, he's very good at that, mate. He was totally sex and violence obsessed. He was, he was even seen driving around secondary schools. It's going to get creepy, this is, people. Yeah. I'm telling you. You're not going to expect well, what you're going to hear. If you noticed in your uni, right, that obviously he's in your uni and he's a psychopath um, and you're a woman, wouldn't you just try not to go outside? I know it sounds mental and kind of... But if he's driving around do- doing that, just you'd have to kind of lock yourself away, wouldn't you? Yeah. Otherwise, he's going to get you. Yeah, you've got safety in numbers. I suppose that's what everyone thought. Unless you were like some sort of fat pig, then you'd probably be <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, yeah, you might as well. Just keep eating. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Just keep eating, everyone. <laughs> if you're a fat pig. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rob Hussein. Yeah. <laughs> so once he picked a girl he liked the look of, well, he would approach them one-on-one. He'd just like say, look, do you want to come and spend the night with me? Now, if she refused, which would be quite common, he'd be like, all right, Bab, no worries. I asked nicely. <laughs> is this how he used to talk? All right, Bab. Yeah, all right, Bab. That's Arabian for babe, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he's, if they refuse, you know, he wouldn't take no for an answer. Yeah, he'd go, he'd, cool. He'd, he'd go, okay. No worries. He'd wander off, tell his bodyguards, go, go get her, would you? They'd bundle this poor woman, whoever it would be. There's multiple accounts yeah, yeah. in this. He'd just shove him into a waiting car, which would then just take him back to his palace, and then he would just rape him. He would just make do unspeakable things, like horrendous things. If the girl resisted, which would imagine they would, because they're yeah. being raped, yeah. he would after he'd finished. I mean, if he's if you're resisting, he'll beat the shit out of you. He'll use bats and bars and whatever he fucking wants. He'll just cripple you. And when he's done, he'd throw them to his bodyguards, who would then rape them. Now they may not have wanted to do that, but their uh, bosses. That's him. what they said, didn't they? <laughs> he told they told us to rape her. He told us to rape her. Bastards. <laughs> Apparently the bodyguards would strongly urge women to comply. They just look yeah. just agree and you you might you, you might, might survive yeah. alive. Like if the girls really kicked off and pre- and protested, like one student and I'm gonna probably fu- fuck up the name here, called Nal Sabe. I, I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. 
I don't. I'm probably What's her name? Uh, she had the balls to publicly reject him. Yeah. He, like, he approached her and went, oh, Bab, again. <laughs> oh, Bab. From, From the, the black country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Come on, love, let's uh, yeah, yeah. let's um, let's go and get some bedroom nookie." Uh, yeah. And she was like, "Nah, mate, I'm not having that. That's not advisable." So, um, obviously, she was kidnapped, bundled into the car, and raped. Now, Uday threw her naked to his pack of pers of his personal pack of wild dogs, which ripped her apart. He did this just because she said no, right? Ripped her to pieces. He watched it happen. Apparently, according to bodyguards and people that were there at the time, he was just laughing and drinking champagne while this poor girl that did nothing wrong other than refuse to be raped by a rapist gets ripped apart by a pack of wild dogs. Hmm. He's a fucking... Yeah, it's just... Um, do you reckon he um, anticipate that? Did he starve them, the dogs? Do you reckon he thought, do you know what, I'm going to keep these starving for until the right opportunity comes along? And then, and then he's just gone. Nah, this is the right opportunity. <laughs> Get her in there. If he tr- if he treated people the way he treated people, I can't see him treating animals better. No. So they pr- he probably didn't starve them for that reason. Probably just they slapped them up, really pissed them off, and then just chucked her in. Probably and just went, fuck you. It's awful, mate. He was like a rich curb crawler. He'd just drive around looking for victims. If he stumbled on a party whilst driving around Baghdad, he'd just walk in, gate crash the joint, I and mean, no one's going to stop him. No. You know what I mean? No one's going to say you can't come in. Yeah, he's going to go fuck you. I'm, I'm coming can. in. Yeah, yeah. So he just he just he like basically just raid the parties, have a look around, find girls that he fancied. He kidnap them if he thought they were attractive enough for sex, and then he he'd, he'd take them away, just torture them, rape them, and they were never seen again. That's it. Just dead. He do it to brides. He did it to one to one bride. I think it was shortly before or after he her, her bride. So okay. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he do it on pu- he do it on purpose. Fuck. Uh, he got this one girl he raped a, a bride. I, th- I can't. I should have. I didn't. I haven't got any in my notes. But I, I think she was either married or just married or was about to get married. Raped her in a hotel. Horrifically, she jumped out of the window, the eighth floor, to kill herself. Mm. And what Uday did to the um, to her husband is obviously he's kicking off. He called him to his palace or called him fucking had him brought yeah, to yeah. the palace and shot him because he was a traitor so you just raped your new wife and then shot you for being a traitor what the fuck mate it's a it's a it's horrendous i mean after university he uh, he was given positions of power within the government but his behavior was so unhinged uh, and like just met nuts. Yeah, yeah, he was he was incompetent. He couldn't really do anything. Just killing people, basically. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He couldn't do anything of any real importance. So yeah. he was because um, he's thick as fuck. Well, as I don't well. know if he was thick. Well, he he's just he was just deranged. He wasn't interested. No. In de- he was no, doing he, everything he, he wanted yeah, to exactly. do. Exactly. He didn't he didn't have to be interested in anything because mm-hmm. he was already interested in just being able to get what he wants and getting other people to. Just basically help him just do whatever a, he wants. Just being a rapist murderer, that's yeah. what his job was. Because he couldn't do anything of um, of importance, he became the head of the Olympic Committee in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> like sports, leisure yeah, and tourism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah, straight. Head of leisure. <laughs> head of leisure and tourism. The, um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know where this is going. Jesus Christ. So the head the headquarters was a 10-story building in the east of Baghdad, and it had watchtowers and machine gun nests on the outer walls. Because that's what you need for a you know a training committee for the Olympics <laughs> and it's, whatnot. It's paranoia, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a statement. Every country's got that. We know that. 
<laughs> not only that, on the on the Uday's uh, Uday Uday, whatever the fuck, on his request, he's dead now. It doesn't matter. Yeah, cool. well, yeah, true. Cunty, Cunty McCunt. He um he had a torture chamber built in the basement because oh, you know cool. most most like sports centres will have like buildings uh, of like a you know uh, massage parlours to keep them get the knots out of your muscles. It's like, it's like their version of a physiotherapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Torture chamber. Uh, You're injured. Get down to the torture chamber. (laughs) You're no use anymore. He began to oversee uh, uh, all of Iraq's international sports teams. It wasn't just the Olympics. He he started to look look after everything, uh, including the national football team, who were in for a reasonably rough ride. Right. Iraqi footballers said that he, he didn't understand football. He didn't even really care about the game, but he liked the power he had over people. That's why he kept that position. Okay. He saw any defeat, any defeat. I mean, he always wanted to win. You can't always win in sport. We all know no, that. Yeah, yeah. He saw any defeat as a personal insult to his father and a display of disrespect to Iraq. And you'd be like, oh my God, I'm in this team. More, more likely, just use it as an excuse to just talk I, to I would have. I'm telling you what I would have done is I would have purposely played football awful, never to be picked. Uh, I was going to say, if you're in the team, not you don't in the want team. To be I mean, before awful. before we get picked for a team, we go, we're going to have a national team. I'd be like, right. Even if I was like David Beckham or something, I'd be like, I'm just going to fucking miss the ball every time it comes to me and just like roll about and flap around like a fish on the floor. If you were David Beckham, you'd be better off cutting your own foot off. Yeah. That's a way of knowing that you're going to survive. <laughs> it's not going to end well for <laughs> no, you if you're in no. the team. He'd apparently he'd phone up the football team in the change rooms at half time and if they weren't performing it's he'd threaten that he's going to cut their legs off and feed them to wild dogs if they don't puck up their ideas on the pitch and then most <laughs> people get like do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was organised to some degree though because he had personal seriously personal torture scorecards so he he torture scorecards? Yeah. yeah. Do, do you know what the score is? No? But I know that Gary over there has been, got four <laughs> torches <laughs> Coming his way, whatever his name is. <laughs> Al Gary. Al Gary. He, um, yeah. He'd mark play. Al Gary Mohammed. He, he, what he'd do is he'd, he'd watch the game. Bear yeah. in mind, he doesn't know anything about football. Yeah. And he'd mark them on how well he thought they were doing during the game. So he's he's got no basis. Yeah, he's, of, he's, yeah, he didn't have a clue what's going on. He just, yeah, okay. Yeah, I like the look of you. Don't like the look of you. Yeah. You Maybe kick the ball into that right. net and yeah. everyone shouted, is that bad? Must be bad. Kill him. So <laughs> what he'd do is, yeah, he'd get customised... Um, scorecards he'd fill them out during the game and if you didn't cut the mustard cut they were like um specifically tailored torture instructions for each individual player what he's crazy mate what about the substitutes just torture because they're on the bench you haven't done anything you just sat there all game yeah he probably would have what you need to sub me on (laughs) (laughs) footballers were pissed on they were locked in iron chests in the midday sun they were shot they were just cut up, tortured. It was. It made them play with concrete balls during training. What? Yeah. <laughs> Kicking concrete balls. Yeah, yeah. Just make make concrete footballs. It's like, how can we make this? I know. Let's make concrete, but make them round things into concrete, and mm. they have to kick it as hard as they can because if they don't, I'm going to hurt them. What the fuck, mate? All this bullshit really didn't interest him though. He somehow managed to turn it into. I don't know how he did it. He had something which could have been. A reasonably good outlet and a display of potentially a false personality, but yeah. he could have he could have made he could he could have put a front on you mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. or something yeah. but he just turned it into a torture chamber just didn't care uh, he was seen as Saddam's successor but because he was going nuts like this crazy behaviour 
it was it sort of took him out of the loop. So instead, Kuzey's brother, he was a quiet, he was a quiet one of the two. He was sort of being lined up for the job. So realizing this, he concentrated his interest because he knew he was never going to get to power now. Yeah. Or it's very unlikely he was going to get to power because yeah. he's too unhinged. He um he focused his interests on dealing with like his brother. <laughs> <laughs> he's about to be in power. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, 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 get yeah. rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm super, I reckon that would have happened. You reckon? Yeah, if he if he hadn't have been taken out and yeah. he was allowed to sort of flourish and get get older, I think he probably would have done that. Yeah. Um, but no, he, he started to deal with like criminals in the underworld and that's where he, he kind of um, made his name. Uh, he was head of shitloads of TV channels and radio stations. He was in control of seven newspapers in Iraq. He controlled the media. Yeah. And the public's perception, but they were like, nah, mate. Yeah, there's no... Mate, I've just seen you out raping people, and yeah, so I'm not listening to you. Yeah. They knew what he was like. It's yeah. just complete denial from him. Oh, yeah, and he, he also owned a nightclub, which was a front that he used to import Russian hookers. Why not? Why would you... Why? I mean, I'm guessing these girls didn't volunteer for that. Well, you have to say, I can't imagine, especially... Well, maybe they, they might have. You never know. They might, if they didn't know the story. Yeah. They might go, yeah, wicked. Some, you know, someone in power who's going to look after us. But really, <laughs> it's someone in power who's just going to just basically rape you to death. Well, we actually, we haven't got to the the evil stuff yet. And when we do, you'll be like, oh my god, all these poor people. It's, it makes shocking. So, um, yeah. Anyway, after the first Gulf War, he figured out how to make a shitload of cash from sanctions that were imposed on Iraq. So basically, the UN restricted what could and couldn't be brought into it into the country. Because of these sanctions, there was a shortage of lots of commodities like oil, cigarettes, medical supplies, yeah. food, uh, alcohol, loads kind of, of stuff. starving them in a way of what, what's good. I, I don't <laughs> know if the U- <laughs> I don't know if they're actually <laughs> starving. It was just uh, restricting yeah, their, yeah, yeah. their their economy. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, but what he'd do is he he'd um he'd sell alcohol to Arab countries where booze was banned, as well as he was involved in farming and horse breeding. He used his position essentially to fix the prices of materials that he brought in and he'd also fix the prices he'd sell them for because of the sanctions they were imposed. He'd sell shit as a premium and keep massive, massive profits, which in turn made him more powerful, yeah. which in turn fueled the madness. His dad loved it. More money, more power. Uh, he thought he had to rule like this because there were so many people out there to get him. Yeah, that's the fella, yeah. I'm just looking at Saddam Hussein. He's a fucking crazy cunt. I'm just trying to find, because I just remember watching, sorry, I'm listening. I just, just clicked into my mind then that uh, he... He had a murder video. Well, he was the execution so video. I'm just yeah. trying to look, find that. Make you feel better. Watch that. Yeah, it'll make me feel a bit better. Yeah. So this money was just um, really fueling the fire, uh, and because he went unchecked, nobody stopped him. It just it just got next level mental, especially for the people he saw as the biggest threats. That's anybody who crossed him, but mainly it was the Shia Muslims. Now, one political there yeah. he is about to die. Yeah. yeah. One political and religious prisoner who had been involved in the uprising against Saddam after the first Gulf War recounted this horrible event. Yeah. So this bloke is somebody that is trying to dispose this evil. He's not nece- he's not a necessarily an evil person. He's in prison because he stood up against the Husseins. Yeah. You know, this is what he said. He said that uh, Uday visited the prison where we were held. He picked one random dude and told him he was going to die, but he tiny he kindly told the dude that he wasn't going to shoot him. That's obviously too easy. Instead, yeah. Uday drilled several holes through his head until he died. What? Personally. I would have at least pissed in it as well. <laughs> yeah. Do a diamond in I would have done, I would have drilled two holes and would have pissed in one end and see if it came out the other. He probably did. 
It wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if he did. When he finished, because he told the ter- the rest of the prisoners who were forced to watch, because that's what he did. He'd make public displays of it. So he grabbed one guy out, killed him in front of everybody, and then he said, he said that this is what happens to those of you who stand up against us. He then killed half the population of the prison and put the corpses in with the remaining prisoners who were still alive just to fuck with them. That's after he's drilled a a dude's head. A few days later, he released the remaining survivors so they could go home and tell other Iraqis what they'd seen. He didn't even try and hide it. He promoted it. He's he's a crazy... Mate, he loved drills. He's banging to them. He drills shitloads of holes in people's bones through their legs. He drills holes in their heads. He drills holes in their shin bones, feet, hands. He burned prisoners' cocks and balls off with blowtorches whilst they were tied up. He, he used chop saws to cut fingers off, hands off, and feet off, but let you live. He'd what? keep you, he mate, a prisoner who was released saw um, victims have holes drilled through them at will, like at just a you know at leisure. Just come here, put your hand out, put your hand out. If you take your hand away, you'll die. Put your hand out, and then you just has to like just core hole your fucking hand. Oh, fuck, it's uh, just crazy. It's just like, and it's like like um someone you know when someone's getting wound up and you go watch this, watch this. And you keep winding up a bit more to the point where you want them to flip a bit. It's like that, isn't it? But like on a massive scale. Yeah. Like, when, I wonder when someone's going to bitch slap me. <laughs> no, no one is going to. I'm going to no. keep going until until yeah. someone does, and then I'll kill them anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they if I can, they're dead. Yeah. Fuck. Other prisoners record how they watched people suspected of bad mouthing Saddam Hussein have their mouths pulled apart. They'd force their jaws open until it broke. So you like, ah, and snap your mouth off. If you badmouth them, he would force... Now, this one, I mean, it's gross, mate. He'd force witnesses to watch the torture of their own families. Can you imagine that? You've done nothing wrong and you're being forced to, to watch, watch a relative be tortured to death. Husbands were forced at gunpoint to rape their own wives in front of their traumatised children. What? Parents were held behind glass walls at gunpoint and forced to watch their own naked kids screaming in rooms filled with wasps. What the fuck? Being stung thousands of times. I might have told you it was a bad one. We all know this to be true, unfortunately, because of a first-hand witness, his body double and school friend who was called Latif Yahia. I mean, he he was there, ringside, ringside seats. Um, Apparently, he'd known him since school. Uh, Uday approached him about being his body double, asking if he wanted, basically said, do you want to be Saddam's son? Can be his, he can be his second son, uh, or third son as the yeah. case be, or probably his fiftieth son because no one knows how many kids he had. Um, he asked, he asked Uday if he had a choice. Do I have, a, do I have a choice in this proposition that you're so kindly putting forward, your excellency? Yeah, yeah. And he says, Yeah, yeah, you got a choice, mate. You live in a free country. Do what you like. So he was like, uh, Nah, I won't bother, mate. Actually, because he he knew what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just there as a target. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean. He said he yeah, he was, ho- he was hoping that Uday would go, uh, um, yeah, your choice is either die or do it. And he's just going, no, you can do what you want. And yeah, yeah. Knowing for well that he's going to obviously brutally hurt the fuck out of him. And Yeah. Well, he's, he's like, yeah, you live in a free country and so do I. So you're free to do what you want and so am I. And obviously saying no got the reaction 
that you're thinking. Yeah. What he's did, his body, bodyguards grabbed him when he refused his. Poor old Latif, he gives him for a fucking beating now. They blindfolded him and threw him into a car. They took him to Uday's personal torture chambers, which were called the Red Rooms. The Red... Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The floor, the walls, the lights, everything was, was bright blood red. The cell was oh, so... Just, they actually did paint it red, or was it actually blood red? It was probably... They got fed yeah, up yeah. cleaning it, so it's just painted it red. Human blood to mate, paint it. Mate, it was awful. Get There's the rollers out. <laughs> <laughs> the cell that he was put in was so small, he couldn't even lie down or stand up. It was like a fucking little... It's like a box, like, like a... Like a four foot yeah. box or something. Yeah, yeah, just crammed him in it. His his eyes. When he said he closed his eyes, it was so bright in there. He could just see red everywhere. He could just see red. He yeah. couldn't get away. It was like a small concrete box. He just had to squat in it. There was no toilet. I mean, come on, man, give him amenities. Yeah, no surprise there. There wasn't even a bucket. There was nothing to shit in. Eventually, he had to just piss and shit on the floor. He had no choice because he was like, they're gonna let me out. Yeah, nope. He had to squat down in it. He says he could hear nothing but screams of torture from people on the outside. And he stayed in that tiny little hellhole for seven days. Wow. Not even able to stand up or sit down, lying in your own shit, covered in, like, just being blinded by bright red lights, hearing screams for seven days. Can you imagine the muscle pain? Yeah, just, just be... Just be like, just killed me. Just do a squat. You know, if you listen to this... While you listen to this, do a squat now and for stay seven there. Days, yeah. You stay there for a minute. You can get up. You imagine being in a concrete box, not able to get up. You can't even lie down. It's in it for seven days like that. So it's that that was um, you, you designed just to fuck with you. It wasn't designed to kill you. It was mm. designed to break you down. Yeah, completely, yeah. So after seven days, um, Uday let him out um, and basically <laughs> come up to him and said, how are you doing, mate? You're all right? And he was like, <laughs> just like... Bits, shell yeah. shock and yeah. he said um, you've changed your mind haven't you and he was like you know what I mean yeah 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 and he's gone yep and then well, he, obviously he's not treated like a king obviously well, <laughs> he said, yeah. Yeah. yeah well he said if you haven't changed your mind I'll throw you to my dogs and rape your sisters if you refuse again so I've locked you in a box for seven days you're obviously on board now aren't you mate and he was like yeah 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 um, I'm yeah definitely I'll go with you I mean what can you do there's nothing you can do I mean if he if he agreed he was in for a rough time. If yeah. he disagreed, they'd kill him. It's yeah. as simple as that. Uday knew how to make people agree. Uh, afterwards, they cleaned him up. They got him new clothes daily. I mean, you got to look the part if you're yeah, meant yeah. to be meant sat to down. A, a, yeah, a, a, like a kind of like a, a lookalike. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He said he ate all the best food constantly. Apparently, the servants had to treat him as if he was him. Yeah, he, yeah. Because I suppose would, you'd have to, wouldn't you, as well? Because otherwise, if someone is sneaking in and it's a front. They're going on. He's not getting treated like yeah. some of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. That's not really him. Yeah. Don't shoot him. Yeah. It's the one behind him. Yeah. But um, Latif, had to, he says he had to learn how to not panic and react in horror or even puke up when he was watching Uday's cruelty. He said he was taken to viewing rooms and exposed to like next level butchery and torture just to desensitize him. Because, for instance, if you're, if something's happening to you, in front of the supposed Uday Hussein and it's Latif and, and then the, the supposed Uday pukes, people are going to be like, that Hang ain't on. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he loves this shit. Um, yeah, he was, uh, it's it's not, I can't, it's horror. It's like next level shit in every aspect of everything, isn't it? He also told, he told Latif, Uday told Latif, just, you know, Toughen up. He said, when I, when I was young, my dad, I was in Saddam, he said he used to batter him with an iron bar if he showed any weakness at all, any weakness at all, or any squeamishness, 
It's you just, just club yeah. them with iron bars and then force them to watch more torture at like, you know, wherever the hell they were, torture mm. chambers. It, it, he was trying to desensitise them and um, it's not toughening them up. That's not being tough, is it? No, it's just fucking... It's making them a psycho. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's just kind of de... I don't know. It's not making things not real. In my mind, that's how I'd feel. I like this. It's kind of not real life. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it, you know what I mean? It's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? I can't get my head around it. Uday was also in charge of uh, a paramilitary group, the Fedayeen, and they were famous for ripping out the tongues of anybody that stood up to Saddam. But they oh. let them go. Just rip their tongues out. Well, they're not going to go and tell people what happened, but people knew. Oh. You imagine that? Pliers in your mouth, just yanking your tongue out. It's just fucking... Oh, fuck. And this is another account, and, it, and it's a grim one. Oh, you've been warned. Um, Uday had a 15-year-old girl kidnapped. And he raped her, but she didn't retaliate. She just took the brutality, like the pain and the, the beating. She just took it in silence. Did, did she go, did you call that a dick? <laughs> no, you don't want to say <laughs> yeah, that to Because right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um, she just lay there and didn't, do, yeah. didn't fight back. petrified and obviously knew, might have known what was about to happen anyway. Well, he let her go. He let yeah. her go. And, she, and obviously she ran to try and find her parents who she was t- t- taking them away from. Mm. Um, she was in a bad way. As you could imagine, yeah. she ran to a hotel. Now it turns out this girl, this this poor, I think it's fifteen year old girl, was had been deaf since birth. She couldn't hear, so this is why she was quiet through the yeah. whole time. You know, now she she got to the hotel lobby. And she was trying to tell people what had happened to her because it was so traumatic and she had communication issues. She couldn't really explain herself. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't really explain that even if you could speak. Yeah. I mean, how do I explain yeah. what the hell's just happened to you me? You won't believe me, yes. It's like, what the fuck, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, beyond, it's beyond words. It's lucky further. Um, but um, Uday was told about her trying to tell people. Mm. And now, because she's 15, he's like, nah, I'm not having this. So he sent his bodyguards to kidnap her again because mm. she was telling people. They took her to a forest, gang-raped her, killed her, and buried her for talking or trying to alert people to the fact that she'd been brutally r- raped by a paedophile. Basically. He had her killed. No mercy, mate. Pure evil, that is. Yeah. I mean, where does that come from? I don't what, know. What, what's happening there? It's it's the fact that he's just been able to do whatever the fuck he wants for so long, and Saddam's taking him down to torture chambers when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And he sees that. It's probably, probably sees it as normal. It's been his whole life. It's just normal to him. It's just yeah. like, this is okay. It's like going to the shops. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's reality for him. Yeah, it was normal. It Every was like, it wasn't like, this is a bit dodgy. He'd just do it. It wasn't like, oh, shit, you know, we might not get away with this or, you know, I shouldn't really eat that. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I'm on a diet or whatnot. This is just like, yeah, okay, sad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he was, um, but we'll go on to something now that actually got him in trouble. Good, finally. It was the infamous Kamal Hanna incident. Now, Kamal Hanna was a personal bodyguard of Saddam Hussein, he was his valet, chief food tester, and also his chief food, like, drinker. Chief <laughs> food tester, yeah. in other words. Forced to eat shit that yeah, might yeah. be poisoned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to work for them, do you? No. There's no good job. No, there's nothing good, is there? There's nothing good out of this. Uh, so Uday had a beef with Kamal Hanna because he introduced Saddam to his second wife. Now, in Uday's eyes, this was like a personal insult to his mother. Right, okay, yeah. Which is not good. News yeah. from Mr. Hannah. Yeah. So on October the 18th, 1988, while Saddam was holding a banquet for the Egyptian president, Hosni Mubarak's wife, who was called Susan Mubarak, 
which is obviously yeah i mean you know it's a typical egyptian name yeah, so, susan yeah uh hannah and others were firing their guns in the air like typical arab tradition i don't know why they do that man that scares me yeah, uh, yeah it's weird it is a bit weird actually isn't it why i don't i don't know does it, does it symbol it. anything, or is it just a celebration thing, or what? I don't know. Celebration, I'm, I'm assuming. But um, yeah, so everyone's blasting their guns away, going woo, just you know, having a good time. Uday sent his bodyguards over to to Kamal Hannah and said, "Listen, mate, stop that. Uday doesn't want you to." Now, Hannah turned round apparently and said, "Nope, fuck off. I don't take orders from brats." And he said that to them, and they relayed the message. And he Uday did not like that put down. <laughs> Now, you've got to bear in mind, this is a banquet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you think he did at a banquet? Did he have words with him? Did well, he's he... going to have killed him. <laughs> I don't know how, though. Well, he didn't do it did in he private, shoot him? He didn't do it in private. Over the table or something? Or... No, he just, he just walked up to him and murdered him right there and then. I mean, bear in mind, they're shooting guns. He killed him in front of everybody, all the partygoers. He, apparently, he stabbed him in the neck with, it sounds like, rose shears, like fucking things that what? you can... What? Yeah. the fuck has he got one of them? Just because it was lying around. Just picked up the nearest mm. thing and just went, fucking have that. Just fucking. Oh. He fell to the floor, obviously mortally wounded because he's yeah. been stabbed in the neck yeah. with some shears. Pissing out blood from his arteries, yeah. Oh. yeah. Basically dying, yeah. You've got a minute to live <laughs> if nothing else happens to you. Yeah. Uh, which it did because <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, they yeah, blasted yeah, exactly. it as soon as he hit the floor. The thing was, Saddam Hussein was at the banquet as well, saw it happen, and, and obviously Campbell Hannah was his friend, as we yeah, said yeah, before, yeah. and he was not happy. He told Uday, if he dies, if he goes, you go. So that's like a direct, you're like, if he fucking dies. If he dies because of what you've done, yeah, you yeah. go. And he did die, obviously, because he'd been stabbed in the neck and yeah. shot in the head. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to really recover from yeah. that. He'd be the, the biggest recovery ever. <laughs> yeah, miracle. Be like God or something, wouldn't he? So, um, so, so Saddam got, he was, I mean, this was sort of like the last straw because he was becoming more and more unhinged. Yeah. So he threw Uday and his mob, all of his bodyguards, in prison, and he was actually tortured. Good. They put him through some of his own fucking medicine, but nice. they did it with hand-picked guards from different divisions. Now, the reason why they did this is because Saddam knew it was going to be harder for Uday to track down the other dude, the dudes who did it, because they were spread out from different parts of Iraq. He was severely beaten repeatedly, but instead of the experience putting him in his place and like calming him down, he, he fucking went next level, full-on batshit crazy. He turned, he turned it up to 11, man, the psycho. He just went, fuck this. He was 24 when he killed Hannah. So as punishment for the murder, as well as a beating, Saddam briefly imprisoned him uh, and even sentenced his own son to death. Yeah. I think that may have been... Or was that one of them? I'm going to sentence you to death, wink, wink. Well, it's difficult to tell. Just disappear for a little bit and um, everyone will forget it and I suppose, be okay. I suppose it shows that he he's so ruthless he'll kill his own son. It's a message to everybody up. But, but he didn't know, did he? No. So. Apparently his mom talks him out of doing it. He said, Come on, Saddam, don't do that. And also the King of Jordan said, Nah, don't do that, man. He's all right, really. He just he just misunderstood. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck it up. Just don't don't come on, mate. Come on. Come on. He hasn't done that much. He doesn't deserve right. murder. He doesn't deserve to be killed. You don't get put to death at drilling people in the head. Come no. on, man. You know, stabbing your mate with a Rose Shear or if it is. <laughs> no, it's okay. So he, it's he, not that bad. He, um, he slung him in prison. He was only there for three months, apparently. Three months for committing a murder in front of everybody. You know, but it's, it was a, a private prison as well. So he's, essentially, he just got grounded for yeah, three months. Basically, yeah. He just got grounded. After his release, uh, Saddam exiled him to Switzerland, where he lived with Saddam's half-brother, who went by the innate, amazing name of Barzan. 
Bars and Saddam. No, no, I don't know. Well, his second name's so I haven't written it down. Oh, it's half brother. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he was a ruthless cunt as well, mate. And yeah, he kept his shit together when he was in Switzerland because Switzerland's a neutral. Yeah, yeah. So he would have been fucked up. Yeah. See what happens when you're there neutral. Was, yeah. If you're neutral, if he went and, and raped someone, they go, "Mate, you're going to prison." <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he, you are actually not getting out. Yeah. So, yeah. He, so he, he knew he was on thin ice when he was because he was in a foreign country. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Couldn't do what he wanted. Yeah. No, uh, he, he had to keep a, a semi-low profile, but however, he was deported by the Swiss government in 1990 for repeatedly fighting and brandishing a gun in public. So, I've got beef with that. No prison time in Switzerland. You go to Switzerland, you start a fight in public and pull a gun out and see what happens. You into prison, yeah. No, they just sent him home. Yeah. He's protected. Yeah, that's what I mean. But usually, if it was me or you, you'd be going to prison. Simple as. Yeah, yeah. I also think he was banished to Switzerland for his own protection because he was just going Probably there. was. It's probably, like you say, a case of getting him out. Switzerland's a, a very neutral country. Um, hopefully, it would calm him down a bit. And it probably did a little bit. Still beating people up and putting guns up, but he wasn't like... Raping the skulls and then you know drilling holes in it and then <laughs> shooting them in the hole or whatever you know what I mean it's yeah. just so maybe it did a little bit but he obviously got banished I'm guessing back to Iraq yeah they sent and him then back. he went nuts again yeah he went nuts well he knew that like he had a lot of enemies and he knew assassination was on the cards uh, I suppose that's why it's so violent he, he, like he's, I think if he was killed outright retaliation would have probably been minimal yeah. everybody wanted him dead I mean by all accounts including his dad mm. so I think. He would have... It's one of them, isn't it? Like, if you were one of the security guards for him and you were sent over to Switzerland with him, could you be a rogue one and just fucking blast him and disappear? Yeah, push him in a river or something, just, just get rid of him. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I think everyone would have sighed, you know, a bit of relief and probably wouldn't have tried too hard to find the people that killed him if, if that happened. But a group of dudes, when he got back, had had enough of his shit, possibly fearing that he was going to become the president. <clears throat> so they decided to take matters into their own hand and, and whack him, basically. They wanted to get him shot. Yeah, yeah. But it's difficult because he kept his movements quiet because he was such a target. He yeah. knew everyone fucking hated him. And they got lucky, though, this group did, because they gained the sympathy of a of a Hussein clan insider. They had a good contact with a powerful member of uh, the ruling elite from Tikrit, which is... This, the Where he was born. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was called... Rad or Rad Al Hazza, and he was an ex-army officer. He was a distant relative of Saddam Hussein, and he wanted Uday shot because of a big family bust-up. Apparently, back in the, I think it was 1990, Saddam Hussein cut out Hazza's uncle's tongue because he spoke out against Saddam. So he was like, I want to get these motherfuckers yeah, yeah. for that. There's also rumours that Saddam had organised the, the assassination, but I don't think that's... I mean, I didn't look into it, but mm. he would have just done it. He, I think, yeah, I think if he was sentenced to death by him, he would have done it there and then with Saddam. He's that type of bloke, wouldn't he? Yeah. He, he wouldn't have gone, let's wait and go through his courts and do, you know, wait four years and then go through another trial when you deny that you don't want to be killed. It would have been like sentenced to death, take him out of the back. Yeah, just bring him in here, shoot him in yeah, the head, yeah. done. Yeah, so I don't think he would he would have planned an assassination because he was, surely he would have just called him in. Yeah, and he's gone, come on, can I have some food or something? And you bring him in, and he's gone. Pfft. Exactly. Yeah, there's no need for an elaborate assassination no. plot, especially yeah, exactly. It's not like it's very Lord abiding, are they? So they just <laughs> do it and just go. Nothing happened here, all right? Yeah, simple as. Well, no one would say anything. They'd be happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there'd be celebrations. Yeah, it, Saddam would look good. <laughs> yeah, but the attack was carried out by a small group named Al Nadar, which is I think co- translates to the Awakening. Now the group was made up from pretty much almost 
all of them were f- um, former students from Baghdad University, yeah. which is quite telling. Yeah, because if you look at that, yeah. they decided to kill Uday Hussein two years before, but they took their time to get it right. They knew that this was something that you can't fuck you about. Can't just with. walk about, yeah, and just do it because it's not going to work. Well, and you're, you're dealing with a uh, next level big, psycho. Big consequences, yeah, M- yeah. Like I mean, even if you were, even if you were terminally ill and you had nothing to lose, it wouldn't have mattered because you would have still got your family. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, you've got to be. This isn't something you can half-heartedly do. Yeah, he will fuck everything around that you, you like. Or, you've got to get this right. Yeah. Um, so uh, they found out that Uday was attending a girls' party, which is creepy. Mm. Creepy fucker. On the 12th of December 1996, um, and they t- this geezer tipped off the assassins. So now they've got reliable intelligence on where the party was, and they realised when they found out where it was located and where Uday's palaces were, that he was going to have to take one of two possible routes. Yeah. And so they picked a spot to launch their attack where the two routes crossed. They knew that he had to go past... Okay, the, the, both routes would pass yeah, yeah. And at he, one point. And they knew because he, he was banging to cars. He had something like 1,200 cars. That, um, yeah, yeah. <coughs> it's going to be a mental <coughs> car. So it's gonna When it was a white Mercedes yeah. and he always used to drive it. So he was very, in some respects, stupid. Yeah. Because he would... Because pu- pu- it's, yeah, it it's a white Mercedes. It's probably Uday, so fucking... That's the fuck. That's the target. Yeah, kiss his ass or whatever, yeah. So they, uh, they took up positions... Uh, a set of traffic lights outside a sports shop. Now, they hid the weapons in sports bags because there was a lot of people around, lots of shoppers. They were relatively sort of obscured by the crowds. Now, Uday's convoy approached and stopped, which is crazy. Shouldn't have done that. Stopped at some traffic lights because it was red. Why are you abiding by the law? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You You kill people. Yeah, you kill people, do what the fuck you want. But no, no, you've got to stop at a red light. Yeah, you fucked up there. Never stop. Just keep driving, man. I don't know why I'm trying to help him here. (laughs) But anyway, he he did. He stopped with his indicator on. Checked his... Yeah, checked his wind mirrors. 10 to 2 on the drive. (laughs) (laughs) Biding the 30 mile an hour limit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at the speed Watching out for pedestrians. So when he he stopped at the lights, the first dude stepped out into the road, threw a grenade at at Uday's car and started blasting the shit out of it with a Kalashnikov. Whilst that's going down, another three dudes who were positioned round the corners, like basically they positioned themselves so they could attack from all angles. They jumped out and started blasting every single car from all angles. So they're actually sort of, the way it sort of appears, they might actually be shooting towards each other. But they were, look man, we've got to do this. We've got to fucking do it. The four gunmen had four magazines each, all containing 30 bullets and a grenade. Right, and they still fucked up. The problem was they thought Uday would be driving his car as he usually did, but apparently this time he was in the passenger seat. <sighs> so they were shooting at at the side of the car, suspected, but they were wrong. Now one I'm dude, so, I'm sorry, but if 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 I planned something to kill them, I'd go. I don't. I'm sorry, whoever, who, whoever's in that car, every that car needs to not exist. Yeah, it needs to literally be blown to pieces. Yeah, because yeah. don't just go for the driver. Kill everyone. Kill everyone in it. I'm sorry. No matter if, it, if there's children in it, um, you know, if he's that nuts. It's more at yeah. stake than this, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, so one of the assassins realised this because he was like, that's not fucking... Yeah, that's yeah. not him. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Shit, shit, shit. Shit. And now yeah. we've put ourselves in a position where we're trying to take him out. Yeah, yeah. We've pissed him and off it's proper. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, and yeah. it's not even him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he, so he ran around the side of the car and spotted, spotted Uday in the passenger seat, like yeah. cowering down, like in the footwell. Yeah, like, yeah. There he is. So he unloaded his AK-47 at pretty much point-blank range into the car. He hit him eight times, hit him in his stomach, his chest, and his back. The attack lasted for... 
about two minutes. Yeah. So three of the attackers, after they were running out of ammo, ran to a, an escape car while the fourth guy remained in the sh- in the street giving covering fire. Yeah, yeah, they just, thought yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah to, to get away, yeah. Most of the people in Iraq, I mean, that's not something that we would think of, but most of the people in Iraq were military trained. Yeah, yeah. So, that, so yeah. they all knew, everyone knew how to fight, yeah, yeah. which is a plus for them, but a downside to him. So they, they jumped into the escape car, including the guy that gave him covering fire. Mm. And apparently they fled to, I believe, Iran for safety. They just yeah. got the fuck out of the country. Now, Uday got fucked up. He got hit eight times. He was taken to hospital and um, because of like Iraqi medical care wasn't the best and he needed specialist treatment. He was sent to Switzerland. Switzerland? Don't I'm going to have a word with you in yeah, a minute. Just, just push them bullets further in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you doing? Why yeah. are you accept? Stop. I mean, there's neutral, but then there's helping psychos. Yeah, yeah. That's not neutral. Just get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. But he, uh, he went to uh, what the fuck was that? So he got. He went to Switzerland. Spent months in hospital, and he was. He didn't recover. He was uh, n- not to 100 percent anyway. Um, he spent the final four years of his life partially paralyzed from the waist down. Good. Do you think that calmed him down? Of course not. Nope, absolutely. He turned it up to 11, spinal tap style. He got worse, mate. There's many more examples after his assassination attempt of next-level craziness. But um, I'm just going to mention this one particularly stirb- disturbing account. I would have opened up the fucking door and put it the AK after shooting him about 50 times on his head yeah, and just yeah. gone bang, 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 bang. Well, I think if you hit him eight times, you think he's done. Yeah, but I'd, I'd open the door and make sure I'd make sure the barrel's touching that cunt's head. Yeah. I want the barrel to burn his head before I shoot him. It's crazy, isn't it? The adrenaline and all that going though. Yeah, God, so close. Yeah, so close. They must have been shit when they're when they're in the other country going. He didn't fucking die. Jesus Christ! Yeah. What do we do? Squeaky bum time. Yeah. So we, yeah, he, um, other than it didn't calm him down. You would expect it did. You know, he could have tried and you know. Reach out to people. I mean, that's really pushing it now and try and re- undo some of the carnage he did. Mm. He could have donated money. He could have done anything. He could have done... But no, no. He felt hard done by, mate. So other than being a rapist and a serial killer, a torturer, uh, being obsessed with extreme violence, he was also, as we found out before, a paedophile. Yeah. Uh, it's not a nice one, this next account, but okay. um, it shows how... He even after this assassination attempt, he was incredibly powerful, and and f- utmost fear was was on him all the time. Um, he probably did this through, I think, through anger and rage, because he was he couldn't move the way he used to be able to move. Yeah. He probably felt hard done by. Yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely. He would have because he's a fucking lunatic. He would have felt like that he's been in. Um, not in the wrong, but he's the one who's been, you know, yeah, he's been, been treated badly. You know, even though he's. A fucking dickhead. He couldn't yeah. see how him taking a bullet was justified. Mm. He, just, he just couldn't. He was like, w- why have they done that? Look at me. I can't move. This is outrageous. But anyway, at his very first party, his very first party, which was at a horse breeding club, after getting out of hospital, so yeah. no fucking about. Yeah, yeah. He hit the floor running, but wheeling. Like size 11. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he, what he would do is he was at a big banquet, and he, he, he used a sp- I mean, it's really creepy. He used a spotting scope. Like to peer out into the audience to pick to, to find attractive women. So he's sitting there what at the top the tape. Yeah. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He spied a fourteen year old girl that he liked to look after. Now she was sitting with her father, who was a governor. Okay. So he's a powerful Big person. Up, yeah, yeah. He d- but he doesn't care. Uday doesn't care. Uh, this young girl was also with her mother, uh, her younger brother and a younger sister. Now Uday instructed his bodyguards to approach the girls' table and they had like a weird um code because because the the banquet hall was so big he couldn't physically 
tell them yeah what to do so they had like this little code what he'd do is he'd light a cigarette lighter yeah when their guards were near the person that he wanted to yeah yeah <coughs> you know do his have his wicked way with but no one suspected anything so the guards monitored this girl and when she left the table to go to the toilet or whatever the fuck the bodyguards made their move and then they got her and made when she's 14 they gave her a, a choice they said you can come with us now and congratulate Uday on his amazing recovery or if you refuse you can call him on his private phone later right so it sounds yeah, yeah. I mean, she's 14, mate. She knows he's yeah, bad news. Yeah, yeah. Now, she may have known... She may not have known how bad. She probably wouldn't have known how bad. She would have known the bad, but it probably... I don't know. You just can't tell. Yeah. But she did refuse, obviously, saying that her parents wouldn't allow either of them choices. Yeah. And the bodyguards were like, listen, love, this is a chance of a lifetime. You, you're extremely lucky to be picked from this vast room of people. They told her that she was going to get a car, money, diamonds, anything you want. All you've got to do is go out there for 10 minutes now. So she's shitting herself. Still saying no, quite rightly so. Yeah. So on her refusal, the uh, and under Uday's instructions, they took the girl to the car park when she was out of sight from all the other diners and party goers. They covered her mouth to stop her screens and bundled her into the car, which then took her to Uday's palace. Three days later, the girl was sent home really creepily with a, a new dress a new watch, and large sums of cash. Now, by all accounts, she kept her mouth shut. <clears throat> she didn't want to speak about what had happened to her. Okay. Obviously, this is a bribe, and the threats were extremely but real. He didn't kill her, which was kind yeah. of good, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was so traumatic that she she abided. She was doing what he said. Yeah, yeah. Fuck me, don't, don't yeah, yeah. disagree or disobey him because he will... It's going to be... Yeah, you're dead. Just do what... Yeah, yeah. She worked that out, yeah. But her parents knew some shit had gone down. Yeah. I mean, they knew what he was like. They're they're Iraqi citizens, and one of them's a governor. So he... He he, definitely would have known, yeah. He would have been, oh, fuck, he's done all sorts of shit, yeah. They took her to um, a medical clinic to get her examined because they suspected rape. And Mm. obviously, uh, yeah, yeah, she'd been raped. Now, Uday's people were watching the family and knew that she'd been taken to a medical centre to be tested. So he sent his henchmen into the clinic and they threatened the doctors. Do not fucking report this. Get rid of any file you've got and keep your mouths shut or you'll die. So it was like iron fist time. We've got to fucking shut this it's up. It's kind of calmed down a little bit though because usually you would have just gone in and murdered them, surely. Yeah, you might want to re- retract that statement <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> okay. So he's de- the girl's dad, the, the governor, was obviously pissed off because yeah. of, th- of what had happened yeah, yeah. and it was all being silenced and, and he uh, demanded yeah, and he, to yeah, meet yeah. Saddam Hussein himself to have it out with him. Probably not advisable. No. Wouldn't recommend it. No. But didn't matter because he wasn't granted a meeting anyway. But he still didn't stop. He went public after that. He just went, fuck this, we're going public, man. He's a fucking monster, he's got to be stopped. After three months of so-called allegations, this is how... Because Uday controls the press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He wasn't very happy after three months, so he uh, he took action. He sent his men over to the fire of the girl, who... I keep saying the governor, this is, you know... Yeah, it's someone big, yeah. It's not like like a random geezer in the the crowd. He's... It's like Trump's next man, in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. sitting behind him. Yeah. yeah. So it's someone who's noticeable, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you exactly, see how yeah. much power he had. So he sent his uh, his men over, um, and they said to the father, listen, you're going to have to stop talking about this now. Um, and furthermore, he Do then told... he was a bit more lenient with him because he was a governor? I don't, think, I don't think he was lenient at all, because you haven't heard what he did. Okay, yeah, okay. He said, you need to stop talking and 
be quiet, silence, no more, don't want to hear a word out of you. And not only that, I want you to bring your 14-year-old daughter and your other 12-year-old daughter to a girls' party I am holding and your daughters will be my girlfriends or I'll wipe, wipe you and your family off the face of the earth. So this poor guy had to deliver his children, his two daughters, what? to a fucking paedophile psychopath. He had to. Could you imagine that? There's no, you're trying. You're, try, you're trying to get to stop, to get this to stop. And you, all that I, happens is it gets worse. I bet you Uday thought, well, I bought her a new dress and gave her loads of money. And she's treating me like this. I yeah. bet you that's what he thinks, like, like he's looked after her and really he clearly hasn't. You he's know like, what I mean? He's like, you don't understand what you're dealing with. I can do anything I want. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's beyond words, mate. It's a did monster. He, did we know if he killed them? No, he didn't. No, he just, um, just had threesomes with that bloke's kids as a punishment for him talking. Jesus fucking and, Christ. And then nothing nothing, nothing was done. I well, mean, like, didn't... Nah, that, it's a bit it, fucking mental, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so, do you want to hear about how he was killed? Because he's a fucking prick. Of the well, I found a picture of him. Like, I was looking I was looking at Saddam, and then I looked at, obviously, Uday and his other brother who was murdered. Well, not murdered, but I suppose was murdered, but you know what I mean? Um, probably good, to be honest. But yeah. Yeah, just, I was just looking at pictures, because obviously... It makes me feel a bit better. He had a shaved head on in the uh, the pictures yeah. of his body, which is strange because apparently, uh, sorry, in an Arab tradition, it's um, it's an insult to have your head shaved. Yeah, I wonder if he did that for disguise. You ain't running it anywhere. Might be. It, it could be, yeah. It probably it's either a disguise or it could be that it burnt his hair off. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that I don't know. It could be something as sad as. The, Americans just fucking shaving his head just for, just to piss everyone off. Good, should have done it. Should have you know put him mean? on a pole and dragged him around. But yeah, he looked like a fat bastard. But people who die, they tend to look fast, fat, don't they? He's fat than they usually do. Yeah, he's I fucked up big and proper. I reckon he's been shot in the head. I do. He's got some. Yeah, he's got he's got some <coughs> dirty marks on his face. He's got a big fat face as well. I think that's just like yeah. no no skull, like holding the shape of his head together. Anyway, yeah, um, he was killed in a villa in Mosul after a four-hour gun battle with the U.S. Mil- military, and more specifically, Task Force 20 and the 101st Army Airborne Division. So well done, lads. Fucking good on you for yeah. taking him out. Uh, he died alongside his brother, Kusei, and Kusei's 14-year-old son, and I'm not sorry for that, because you don't know what... Fuck it, kill a lot of them. I know this kid's only 14, but look... We, if if we'd stopped, if people had taken these people out when they were small, young, then they're going to grow into nutters. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's two there. The one I think is his brother. Yeah, that's his brother, yeah. And then it's him with a skinhead, yeah. And he looks looks like, well, he looks like his nose has been basically blown off. <laughs> so, but, yeah, he's, um, I don't know if he's got a bullet mark on his face. I reckon he's been some impact from an explosion or something mm, and he's probably. killed him. But good. Apparently, the uh, the American troops tried to tra- uh, take him alive, but it became obvious that was not going to happen. Like yeah. It was going to be a fight to the death with this one. Yeah. The the uh, villa that he was in in Mosul got surrounded by 200 US troops. Uh, there was OH-58 attack helicopters. Do you think he would have known this was coming before it happened? Yeah. He just knew this was his final stand, so to speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They even used a A-10 Warthog jet, which shot the shit out of the place until it fell silent. Yeah, yeah. he knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. He'd just been he'd been dodging it for so long. Yeah, yeah, because obviously Saddam was gone by that point, wasn't he? Uh, I, I don't I think know. He was look at the dates. Well, he was on the run. Yeah, I, I, know, I want to say yeah. I want to say gone. I don't. He wasn't dead, but he was gone, as in like he wasn't in control. Yeah. 
So when it all went quiet, they entered the building and found the bodies. Um, you, obviously, Rob's just been describing the pictures. Have a look for yourselves because it will make you feel better after hearing yeah. this. Um, they also found in his uh, in the villa Viagra, lots of heroin and vasums of cash. Yeah. Hmm. As you, you know what I mean? Think, yeah. Strict Islamic law there. Yeah. Fuck Fucker. you, though. The US military are rumoured to have located him due to a tip-off from the owner of the villa that he got, was shot in. Yeah. Um, the dude received $30 million for the information. Did he? Yeah, po- hopefully from the bank hoist that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, last week, week, yeah. That his own money paid out, for it. Out of Uday's money, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Would have been fucking and good. And then, they, do you reckon they would, he would have been shipped out, wouldn't they? They would have gone, cheers for the info. He's yeah. definitely there. And they've gone, yeah, there's evidence. Mm. They've gone, you just go out the back for a cigarette and come with us and we'll fucking get you out of here. Here's 30 million. Chill out. Relax. Well, they were real high targets because, man, they had like a deck of cars, didn't they? With 50-odd fucking high-target profile yeah, yeah, individuals, yeah. like members of the Iraqi army and, and military that they wanted. I think he was like two or three on the on the list. Yeah, yeah. It's a good idea, that. Put him yeah, on yeah. cards. People are going to play him, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. If you spot this geezer out and about, yeah. fucking and yeah, shoot him in the head. Yeah. You've got a chance of earning some money. Either, either kill him or fucking dob him over or something. Because this geezer is a person to dob over. It's not It's not someone who's, you know, robbed a piece of bread. This geezer is fucking on it. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's raping and killing. Talking about robbing. Um, <laughs> I saw someone rob a load of beef from uh, from the shop yeah, last night. Where? How? Just, just walked in. Do you not try and stop them? Well, they went. The, the security code went out. Went um, security to whatever. All right, and the two lads just stuffed their fucking jacket full of fucking steak. Right, and fucked off and walked out. Right, well, they start. One of them started running and they got close to the door and walked out. Right, and they all of them were there and they just sort of talked to them and they just went, "What are you about?" Just walked out and got away with it. Yeah, yeah. They don't stop. People are too scared to stop people. Bit, mind you, you don't know what they've got, but yeah. Yeah, going back to it. Sorry, I was just wrong. as we were talking about Phoebe, I just saw it yesterday, and I thought it was quite kind of funny. It's quite common, that is. Yeah, with the old beef. Yeah, I reckon straight over <clears> to the pub, probably sold it for five or something. I've had people approach me with like in a, with holdalls in the pub. Yeah, yeah. They get out like packs of bacon. Go, do you want to buy some bacon? Yeah, mate? yeah. And you're like, what the yeah. fuck? Where have you robbed that no. from? You can't. Yeah. What are you offering me bacon out of a holdall for in a pub? Yeah, I hope they went for the good steak though. You know what I mean? Like the organic, like you know, like space. Cow, <laughs> you might as well if you're robbing it. You know what I mean? Space cows, <laughs> something which costs a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like um, artificial burgers. Yeah, yeah. Oh. What do you think? What, that's what I was going to say. You were, why is that? I just don't like them. Have you, well, you obviously you're not tried one. Just do you think it sounds weird? Doesn't it? Artificial. It does, yeah, it does. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. Like a lab-grown beef. Yeah. And they were coming in at like a hundred thousand pounds for a burger, weren't they? Why would you do it? You're not hurting animals, I suppose. Ah, oh, fuck that. <laughs> Rob, Rob's like uh, it's, like corn, it's like the corn beef which isn't beef yeah it's, just, it's no, got beef in it's it not, isn't it no <laughs> it's just fucking vile anyway yeah but it's like, it's like you're saying with the deck of cards it's not like someone who's feed the leaf, loaf of bread this fella does all sorts yeah. so fucking dob him in yeah and it, dob him in or get him killed somehow even if it means just do, just do it do. <laughs> yeah. they, t- they turned everybody against them yeah. and they were just on the run in their own country with nowhere to hide it was just a matter of time everyone knew it was a matter of time unless they could get to a country unless they could get to fucking Switzerland it would have been fine there they would have put you in a house yeah. you know what I mean yeah fucking hell it's all well good being neutral it might have been, might have been shipped to sh- Switzerland you never know the, the fellow who dobbed him in I've got no problems with countries being neutral but when you're you're helping a psychopath yeah, it's, it's you're it's not it. being neutral yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter which side and where they're from. Fucking if they're Paris no- Treaty. Yeah. yeah, fucking monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta fucking stop them. Yeah. You gotta. If they're clearly psychopaths, you know, just accidentally let them go. 
Uh, we couldn't save him, sorry. Accidentally get him shot. You know what I mean? The bullet wounds were too much and he died. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, yeah. well, why would you want someone out who's doing all that, fix him up and then put him back out again? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? What are you, tr- what are you trying to achieve? Someone's done half the job. Just yeah. let, let it, let, let if no die. one does anything, he will die. Just let him die. Yeah. Let him die. Yeah. So that's Uday saying. Uday, Uday. Uday, Uday or Uday. Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? He's dead now. The Horrible though, isn't it? That yeah. forcing parents to watch their own naked children filled in a gunpoint in rooms with, filled with wasps. What the? F- yeah, it's nuts. Right. What? What's going on? You know what I mean? You're doing that for your own enjoyment. It's just weird. It's just like what? You know what I mean? You, you wouldn't know what the fuck to do or say. You can't because you get fucking killed anyway. You think you wasn't? You think am I asleep? Is yeah, this real? It's like a dream. Yeah, this is like a weird dream. This a cannot nightmare. be what yeah. happens. Strange, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode or not enjoyed it. If you feel bad, go and look at his corpse. Yeah, you can look at all of them. I've just, just, I've just been looking. Stiffy. I've just been looking at all of the corpses. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's, uh, you know, Rob always does. Always yeah. just looks at dead bodies, no matter what we do. We could be doing an episode about global warming. And Rob, will go, have you seen this picture of a dead body? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, this was globally warmed. This body. <laughs> So um, I think we'll round it up there. You can get us on wherever you can get us. Yeah, just type it Robots for Eyes in Google. Um, robots for Eyes at Google, um, at gmail.co.uk. No, dot .com, sorry. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just fucking just type it in and send us an email or something. Um, yeah, we're on all social media. So just like I say, on Google, type it in. It will all pop up. And uh, hit us up with some topics next yeah. week for when Callum the Boy Murphy comes on. Yeah. Give yeah. us some reviews if you like. Yeah, oh yeah. Talk to us. Just do anything, really. Yeah, we enjoyed. Send us something really mad. It's like, like, even if it doesn't make any sense, just send it us because we'll <laughs> try and figure it out. <laughs> code. Yeah, just code word. Yeah. So, uh, all right, then, people. So, um, next week, it's a a three way then. Right, it's a three way <laughs> episode. Yeah. See you next week, people. Later. <laughs>